Hey, welcome to Terror and Tacos. This is Christy Vela. I'm Michael Federico. And we eat tacos and talk about <laughs> horror movies. And today, before we start talking about um, the witch, uh, we're eating tacos from a place called Mami Coco. That's on Bryan Street. And it used to be Taqueria Conin. And before that, it was Tacos La Banqueta. And now it's Mami Coco, and they're delicious. They are absolutely delicious. They're super good, actually. Um, what did you go? We all did. We get the yeah, same thing. Yeah, we got today? the same thing. We we just got like regular street tacos, beef fajita. Um, but you know they have all the trimmings, the onion and the cilantro, and these two amazing sauces. The green one is pretty good. I I I just put the green one. Is the green one? That's the mild one. Okay, so we should. This is something I actually wanted to bring up. Yeah, yeah, bring we it talk up. Talk about tacos. I feel sometimes um, that because because the woman who was running the place sort of pointed out this one is spicy. This one is crazy spicy, mm -hmm, right? And mm -hmm. even at uh, Tacos y Mas where we went the other day, yeah, has a sort of list. Right. Do you believe that it's specifically for white people getting tacos? I absolutely do. Okay. I agree. You have told me. We have talked about this before. I know. Now we're, we're delving into tacos. Yeah, yeah. Because I had a friend, a colleague that I worked with years ago, and she was awesome in Austin. And every Friday she would bring homemade salsa and homemade tortillas. Mm -hmm. And she labeled one of the salsas salsa. And then she labeled the other white people salsa. <laughs> and I remember asking her, like, hey, man, what's this all about? And she, she said, I'm not making fun of y'all. This is for your benefit. Yeah. And I was like, well, can I try the not white people salsa? And she was like, sure. Go ahead. With the look of, you fucking idiot, I just warned you. I just warned you. And I did try it, and I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Um. So is that just, do you think it's just... Not saying that all white people are as delicate as I. Is it just that you think you grew up with spice on a different level than than a lot of us did? Or y yeah, I, I I'm you know I'm I don't think that that's a fact. That's a fact. It, right. is, it is a fact. People um, people have a, a misconception about all of Latin America, and thinking that everyone in Latin America, and I mean like South America and all that stuff. Um, Puerto Rico, Cuban, Cuba, people think that, that everybody eats chile, that everybody eats hot stuff, right. or, you know, straight up bites into a serrano pepper at dinner, which my father did every day. Oh, my God. Um, raw, not even, like, pickled or anything. Um, and we don't. It's, it's, it's really a, it's a Mexican thing, and it's a South Texas thing. Um, now, that's not to say that there aren't white people that don't like spicy food, sure. but culturally... Food wise, like that is a Mexican thing. We, we, there's something about my people, uh, that we like pain with pleasure. With, with pleasure. No, I, yeah, I get that. That if something is really, 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 really good, if you're going to enjoy something, then there has to be a little bit of suffering. You got to work for it. You got to work for <laughs> yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, so. I mean, and, and I can't do super spicy things anymore. But yeah, I grew up in my house. We grew up at, at the dinner table. There was just a bowl of, of fresh serrano peppers. And I remember my dad would, whatever dinner was, my dad would put a little bit of salt on the table, bite into a serrano pepper, 
and dip the other half into the salt. Um, you know, because not only are it was he burning the first layer of skin off his tongue, but he was also putting salt on it. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, that's so. that's good. I mean, and I've I've always I I actually appreciate it. Like you know, I don't I don't want to be miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this uh, this one would probably give me trouble. Mm-hmm. There's also a Thai place in town where the, we go a lot, and and the woman who runs that is does the same thing. She's like, basically, like, do you want it how what we think is spicy, or do you want what you think is spicy? Right. And was like, what I think is spicy, which right. I'm sure for her is like mild number mm-hmm. two. Um, what I really appreciated about tacos y mas the last time when you know we looked at the little chart mm-hmm. on the counter. Is um, they uh, have a um, the hottest one is like a a super hot spicy peanut, peanut butter. butter, yeah. Which you know, I think that's beautiful. I think that's a beautiful thing. Although you know, peanuts are um, indigenous to Mexico, and a lot of the cooking does involve peanuts. Um, but I just thought, oh, kind of like a creamy, spicy Thai sauce. Yeah, on your on taco. Your taco. It's pretty great. Yeah. I think that's great. If I was more adventurous, I would give it a shot. But I feel like, again, they were warning me. And yeah. I, I accepted the warning. Yeah. You know? No, no, that's that's good. Um, I don't. I grew up like that. I, I don't need it anymore. Right. Um, no, these tacos are really incredible. We should mention that um, these taco places are not sponsoring us. We're not getting right. money from them. We just love tacos, We y'all. just love tacos, and I love... Eating tacos from and this place is new, so if you're in Dallas, mm-hmm. you should check it out. Yeah, Mommy Coco. Mommy Coco. It's the place where Taqueria Conin was. It's on Brian. Brian. Brian, and it's down the street from Jimmy's Italian Deli. So if you're in East Dallasite, you know where that is. Yes. Um. Great. So what are we? What movie are we talking about today? We're talking about The Witch. The Witch. Robert Eggers. Um. And this. Um, this actually sort of came up just in the middle of our. We had not planned. <laughs> we don't always plan, but it kind of popped we don't up. Never plan. Yeah, it kind of popped up during our discussion about the omen. We sort of kept coming back to the witch almost mm-hmm. as um, an antithesis to some of the themes in the omen. Yeah. Uh, and so we were like, well, hell, let's just talk about it. Um, yeah. We are both huge fans of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to give. I know because we barely even gave sort of a synopsis of The Omen because we kind of were like, it's 42 years old and if you haven't seen it, I don't know. Right. But The Witch is relatively new. A couple years old. 2015. Do you want to give a basic Yeah, I'll try. If You have to jump in if I'm missing something. But it's it's basically uh, the story of a New England family during Puritan times, right? During the colonial days um, who is... Because of the the dad's kind of self righteous, you know, uh, behavior and 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 uh, attitude towards the rest of the people in the plantation, they get thrown out of the of the settlement, and um, so it's this family: husband, wife, oldest daughter, son, two and two little twins, that venture out into the forest to strike it up. On their own, uh, and and they have a a baby. They have a baby. Yeah, the the she, the mom's pregnant, um, and uh, 
yeah, and and everything that follows after that. If you're familiar at all with with uh, our history in this country, um, that part of the world was colonized by Puritans, right? And so they were super, 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 super religious. They were xenophobic. They were uh, afraid of well, yeah, xenophobic and and in great Shakespearean tradition, the forest was bad. The forest was where where dark things happened. Uh, and and I'm not just talking, you know, dark things like Satan and magic. I'm also talking Native Americans. Right. You know, the forest <laughs> has Native Americans in it, and they're devils. Sure. So. You know, <laughs> so they go off, they start their own little house, and uh, and then the movie goes on. Goes from, on, yeah. Goes on from there. Did I did I miss anything? No, I think that's great. I mean, there's there's without giving away everything for those of you who haven't seen it, the the baby is taken, right? Um, and starting there, we sort of blame, especially from the mother, starts to turn towards. Thomason, the right. eldest child, and 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 the lead of the the protagonist right. in the movie, played by Anya Taylor Joy, yes. who's a wonderful actress. Yeah. She plays Thomason, and she's she's a young woman who has just she she's on the cusp of womanhood. Yes. Um, so I one of the things that was why this the witch kept coming up when we talked about the omen was we were talking about the omen. You had said something. In movies like The Omen and then even The Exorcist and The Conjuring and things like that, this mm -hmm. idea that evil comes when you turn away from God. Right. And <laughs> while there, I have heard some made that argument about the witch, I actually think the witch is saying some something opposite of that. I do too. I do too. I'm, I, you know, and I said it last time, by the time we get to the end shot of the witch, I was almost trembling with joy because... I felt like what this movie was saying was that self-realization, self-realization, self-actualization comes when you turn away from the thing that is oppressing you. Now, in this movie, and traditionally in this country, we're in a Puritan sure. country, it is the oppressive nature of religion and Christianity and, and God. Yes. And and inherently, I think, in that is also sort of the inherent oppressiveness of masculinity. The, the patriarchy. Yeah. Absolutely. So I saw, this was a quote, and I feel terrible now because I forgot to write the author down, but it was on Wired. Uh-huh. And uh, I saw this and I figured I would throw it out to you. This quote that says, which movies aren't just about horror, they're about the fear of female power. I agree. Does that... I. That kind of rings true. I don't even think kind of. That does ring true in this movie, right? It absolutely rings true in this movie. And it rings true in... in. <laughs> so the other night when we decided... It rings true in like the entirety of like which filmdom. Right. Um, the other night when we decided, oh, we'll talk about The Witch next time. So just on a whim, I was scrolling through the Roku, right? Mm -hmm. And I typed in, in the search bar, I typed in Witch. Perfect. Just to see what would come up. Yeah, what's going because on? Because I own The Witch, so I didn't have to look for it. Right. But I wanted to see how many witch movies are there, right? right? And these are just movies that have the word witch in the title. I couldn't scroll through all the titles. And some of them are really good. And some of them are just terrible, terrible movies. And but every single one of them, when you read the little intro, 
inevitably it's about some young woman sure. or young women right. who are coming of age, right? Right. And realizing their power uh-huh. and it's either bad or good. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, even like a very, I mean, a movie that I would love to get into when maybe if we have a 90s week or something, but like even in The Craft. The Craft! Yeah, which is a totally, I mean, very different movie, but that's a group of young women. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of, are they going to use, which ones are going to use their power for good and which ones are going to use their power for evil? You know, and it's, it's exactly. And I mean, that movie also, you could take away the, the witchcraft element to it and it's Mean Girls, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. You know? Feruza so, Balk is essentially. Feruza Balk um, is Regina, Regina George, George yeah. you know? Just with like cooler Cooler clothes, cooler clothes. And, and better, yeah. I mean, no, I'm not going to say better acting because Rachel McAdams is awesome, awesome. Yeah. as Regina George. But okay, we're we're straying yeah. again. But so Thomason, who is the lead, um, uh-huh. has not. I mean, for most of the movie, has not discovered that she has no any no. sort of inherent no no. And it's you know she at the top of the movie, she's the one that doesn't want to leave the plantation. You can see it. She's right. you know after the judge has said to the father, William, who's played by Ralph Innocent, amazing. Yeah. Um, he says, you got to leave because if you're not going to comply with the way we live here or whatever, you just got to leave. You can't keep talking shit about the right. people in the community. So they leave and she's standing there like with this look on her face, like, please don't throw me out. I want to stay here. And the son, Caleb, is like, come on, Thomason. Right. Right. And then one of the, you know, after they've settled, after they have, like, built their shitty little house. Right. Which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, you see her praying. Like, that's the that's really, like, the first big chunk of dialogue that you get in the movie is her. It's, a, you know, a, a shot of her looking straight into the camera. And she is praying to God. And she is saying, rid me. I know I have sinned within myself. Right. I am not a good, good person. person. And, and how old do you think stuff. she is at this point? I think that she's about 15, yeah. 15 or 16 years old. And like is already... Is already been indoctrinated. That, 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 that she's are, bad. You're she bad. A, you're inherently bad. You're inherently bad. Yeah. And she's saying, I know I'm bad. I know that I am full of sin. Please talk to me, God. Right. Please show me the way. Now, it's also important to understand that young girls at this period in history were not allowed to be children, even when they were children. You know, it was different for boys. Boys could go out and run and play and, you know, work in the fields and learn to hunt and just play pretend. Right. But girls could Could. not. Girls had to stay in the house all the time. You had to learn how to sew. You couldn't be loud. You couldn't sing. You couldn't dance because... Singing and dancing and wearing accessories, basically, <laughs> was trying to call attention to yourself, right? right? Was vanity. Uh-huh. And, and that was bad. So sure. all you could do was stay at home and look out the window at your brother fucking playing with a dog or right. something. And there's something interesting in that. When the baby goes missing, mm-hmm. um, and at first they're like, a wolf took it, and then clearly we learn that a witch took it. But... Um, Thomason is at that point in charge of the baby. Yeah. And I, I understand that she is the eldest child, but you, I would throw out an argument that if, if roles were reversed and Caleb, the, the oldest boy, was actually older than Thomason, mm-hmm. Thomason still would have been in charge of taking care of the baby. And the other children. 
Right. Absolutely. Right. And there's countless times where it's like Thomason take the twins inside. Right. Thomason do this. Nobody shows Thomason any respect. Right. They they constantly harass her. The parents constantly harass her about why aren't you taking care of Jonas and Mercy? Why aren't you taking care of Jonas and Mercy? And when she tries, they basically say, shut the fuck up, Thomason. Yeah. Right. So, you know, she's this girl who is on the cusp of womanhood, and they even mention it in the film, she had just become a, she just became a woman. So you can take that as, I don't know, her boobs came in or she right. got her period or whatever. Yeah, and there are moments where you can tell, uh-huh. because they are isolated, that her younger brother, who is probably 12, 12 or 13. so is, is hitting puberty as well, has noticed that. Right. Um, right. Because she's the only she's young She's the woman only around. other girl around. Right, because M- Mercy's a kid. Right. And and the mom is like, we have to get her the fuck yeah. out. We have she's it, it's time. It's time to get her the fuck out and, <laughs> and also, marry her off, right? Also, because yeah, marry no. Well, I think she they just she just wants her to go into service with another family. That's like, right. Take her back to the plantation, and she should go into service for another family. She's old enough now, and she even mentions she says Caleb is eyeing his sister. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and um. Yeah, so so she's confused. She's just as confused as everybody else. Like all girls are when you're on that cusp, when you begin to realize that, oh, my friends who are boys that I grew up playing baseball with that used to come over to my house and we used to play war and play with cars suddenly are not coming to my house anymore and I don't understand what I did wrong. Right. And your mom says... Well, that's because you look a little bit different, but clearly I have no experience with this, Michael. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. No, I was, what, I was 10 years old and my neighborhood was full of boys and all the boys would end up at my house and we would play baseball and then suddenly the boys stopped showing, showing up, up at, your house. at my house at one point. The Esparza brothers, there was like fucking six of them. And then and I assume at some point the boys tried to come back to your house. Oh, absolutely. For very different Yeah, reasons. yeah, yeah. But and I remember innocently asking my mom, like, what happened? What did I do? And my mom not knowing or knowing that I was too young to understand, you know, just mm-hmm. like, well, you know, you're both growing up and going. Boys and girls different. are boys different. Boys and girls are sure. different, blah, blah, blah. So this is what's happening to Thomason. And she's asking for help because she doesn't know anything else. And she's asking for help from God. And the interesting thing to me, I don't know if you notice it, everybody else is always praying and they're always kind of like repeating prayers. Mm -hmm. There's a scene in the forest where Caleb is repeating back prayers that he's clearly learned Mm -hmm. from wherever. Thomason is really the only one that we hear praying to God in her own. Asking for things specific to her. Yeah, specific to her. And um, she's also she's also the only one that doesn't lie. That's true. Every- That's, yeah, everybody. I mean, from the almost from the get go, mm-hmm. because you have the dad lies about the silver cup, and then Caleb covers. Caleb covers and says we were looking for apples, apples right. right? Which becomes important later. Sure. Um, you know, and who knows if Jonas and Mercy are lying? Clearly, they're not because they they're all chanting little. Nursery rhymes about Black, Black Philip. Philip. Okay, so, yeah, we, should so talk, we, should, we should talk about Black who Philip. Who is Black Philip? Yeah, so, you know, the first time we noticed Black Philip, Black Philip is their family goat, yeah. I guess. It's just this black goat <laughs> played by Charlie, the goat. The goat, who apparently who, was kind of a dick. Yeah, he was a super dick. <laughs> he, he he hurt the, the, the dad yeah. in, uh, while filming a scene. So the first time we kind of start to 
this is what I love about the movie. I love it so much is that the first time you watch it, you're like, oh, they're singing a nursery rhyme about this goat named Black Philip. And then the second time you watch it and you hear the, the nursery again, you're like, I should have caught it. Yeah. I should have known what was what happening. Because yeah. the two little ones who are seven or eight years old, Jonah, Twins, yeah, yeah. Jonah and Mercy, um, they have this little nursery rhyme, Black Philip, Black Philip, we are your servants. King Philip, blah, blah, blah. So it turns out that Black Philip, you know, is the devil. Yeah. Um, and he's this cool ass black goat. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's who that's who Black Philip is. But we don't know. Like, we don't know if the two twins are, are hysterical or if they're just really bad kids. Or, right. Or if they're making up kid stories. Right. You know, because little kids will make up stories. Sure. And well, and the little one even comes out at one point, and she's like, "I be the witch of the wood." Clack, and... clack, clack, yeah, clack, clack, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. That little girl. That little girl is a really real awesome deal. actress. You know, if if you if you watch The Witch on DVD and 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 watch the special features, there's interviews with the cast, and she gives a really really yeah, really good interview that's great, super eloquent. And you're like, this kid's a little person. This kid is, is has to be like. A, a, a dwarf or something not, and not a, real <laughs> not child a real child because they're super eloquent and smart yeah um yeah so i guess should we keep talking about plot points or well i mean i eventually i mean you know i guess we got to talk about some to give some away uh, black philip does turn out to be the devil yeah he does there is a witch in the woods yeah so what okay so what happens is so thomason you know uh they blame her for the loss of the baby, and this is one of the most terrifying scenes in the movie. Is you know she's playing peekaboo, and the baby's lying right there, and then she plays like peekaboo, Sam peekaboo, whatever, whatever, and then she opens her eyes and the baby's gone, and it cuts to a long shot of like the forest line, and you can kind of see like grass moving, and you're like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck yeah. right? And then it cuts to like a shot, a scene in the forest, and kind of like a little red cloaked figure uh, running through the forest, and and then we cut actually to the witch's hobble. Um, the witch, the old witch played by Bathsheba Garnet. It's what? the oh, greatest that's a, name ever. Oh my God, I fucking love that name. And you see, like the, one of the great things about this movie is the way it's shot. He used only natural lighting. Yeah. So anything that you see indoors is candlelight. And what that does, like the effect that that has is that it straight up looks like a Dutch master painting. Like so many shots in this movie just look like Freaking paintings. It's beautiful. Yeah. But anyway, you see the old witch kind of, you know, stroking the baby and, and, and it looks okay. Like she's just stroking the baby. And then suddenly you see a knife come out. <laughs> yeah. And should I say it? Yeah, I think okay. we have to. And I mean... so then it cuts to the witch naked in her hovel squishing something in the mortar and yeah. pestle. You know, she is just like, yeah, like a giant guacamole. Yeah, it's like a baby unguent. Uh, yeah, a baby unguent. Which back in the time, people believed that witches used unguents made of babies to fly. Right. And so you see her with the unguent, like with a big giant mortar and pestle, and she's crushing it. And then it cuts to her taking the unguent and, and putting it on her. Body and her broom, and her broom yeah. in another beautiful shot where she's lying on the floor 
and the broom is between her legs and she's stroking the broom. It's a very, it's a very phallic yeah. looking scene with, with the unguent. And then the next shot, which is of her flying toward the full moon. And this shot is so incredible. It forever has changed the way I look at the like flying witch silhouette. Yeah. You know, I can't look at one of those, those now without thinking, without thinking of... And we, sh we should point out, you might know just from her name, Bathsheba is not a young woman. No, she's the, not. The actor is, I mean, I, I didn't look up her age, but she is... She's older, yeah. yeah. She's way older. And clearly she's wearing like a long scraggly gray wig and right. stuff like that. But she is an but older she actress. She was born in a time when parents still named their children Bathsheba. Bathsheba. And then her last name's Garnet. Yeah. Holy I mean, shit, man. She's got to be a witch for real, I think so. right? I think, I think so. she is a witch. I think we've decided right here. Bathsheba, Bathsheba Garnet is a witch. Is a witch. Um, uh, but we're well, okay with a it. A cool witch. Yeah, cool witch. So then the next time we see the witch take form... She is is very different. She's the hot witch. Yeah, <laughs> she's the hot witch, and and in real life, I believe is is a model, right? Yeah, Sarah Stevens is Who a model. Is, looks like a model. <laughs> she's like incredibly beautiful. Yeah, and um, and yeah, she, that form she takes that form to lure Caleb, Caleb. the oldest, right. the eldest son. Right. So what happens is that so the 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 old witch takes the baby and. Prepares an unguent, flies, baby has her unguent. fun. It's our new band name, right. baby. <laughs> baby unguent. Baby unguent. And the mom loses it. The mom yeah. just freaks out, as any mother would. Sure. And blames Thomason. She completely blames Thomason for the baby being taken and the baby's dead. And everybody's like, no, wolves took it. Wolves took it. And actually, it's it's the little kids that are like, nah, uh a witch took it. Right. Um, anyway, so then that's when... Caleb and Thomason overhear the mother telling the dad, we've got to send Thomason away because, yeah. you know, it's time. And Caleb decides, I'm going to go out hunting. I'm going to go out hunting to get us food because here's the other thing is that the dad is a failure at everything. Yeah. You know, he, hold on. Yeah. The dad is a failure at everything. He cannot grow corn. There's a lot of corn symbology. Right. We cut to a lot of shots of corn in this movie. And it's it's rotten. It's diseased. It's diseased. And so not only are they out in the forest, you know, dealing with witches and wolves and, and everything that the forest entails, but they can't find food. Food. And I, there's a great line that Thomason has later she says, um, this is you cannot you cannot bring the crops to yield. You cannot hunt. All you can do is chop wood. Right. Right. It's basically like, you're not a fucking man. Right. Exactly. But he says, tell me the truth. Right. He, like, at, by the time we get to that point in the movie, he's believing that Thomason is, a, is witch. a witch. Like, the mom has convinced the dad that Thomason is, is a witch. witch. And so he takes her out and whatever. And he's like, tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. And she's like, I'm not a witch. I didn't sign a book. I didn't right. do any of this shit. And... And then he says, tell me the truth, Thomason. And she goes, okay, you want the truth? I'll tell you the truth. truth. You can't handle yeah, the yeah, truth. Yeah, you can't no, handle the truth. Basically, you're not, yeah, you're basically not you're serving not your function as a man. Yeah, you, um, you, you, let, you let mother be strong over you. Right. Uh, you can't hunt. You can't, you can't grow corn. corn. All you do All is, you chop, is chop wood. wood. And then he calls her a bitch. Yeah. He calls her a bitch. Yeah, man. Because he, she... Pointed out the because fact she, that because yeah. she told him the truth. She's the only one that tells the truth in, in the, the movie, in yeah. the entire movie. So okay, so, so Caleb goes out hunting. Caleb goes out food. hunting because he doesn't want Thomason to leave. 
and because he loves like, her as a sister, right? But also, but he's also kind of yeah. like I and her a little VC Andrews yeah, action. So weird, so weird, but also kind of like, well, I mean, that she's, she's the, the only girl she's around. the only girl yeah. around. What's what he going to look at, right? Um, so he goes out into the forest and and spots the creepy hair that they spotted before, and so he goes after the hair and finds his dog. Um, dis- disemboweled. Yeah. And, but he keeps going because something's telling him keep going into the forest and he has to cross through this like crazy thicket of branches and when he comes out on the other side of the thicket there's the witch cottage. Yeah. And then Hot Witch. Hot Witch. In an incredibly conflicting sexy terrifying scene to me. Yeah. Uh, seduces young Caleb. Yeah. And it, it is I mean clearly we've set Obviously, the boy is at an age where right, <laughs> and she's old. She's older, like she's sure. you know she's hot witch, but she's also like twenties or something yeah. like that. And you know, it's she's hot. a grown woman. Yeah, she comes out of the cottage and she's got her boobs kind of like you know up in that corset and and with her red cloak and her black hair and yeah. she is the epitome of every little girl that has wanted to be a hot witch. She's like the epitome of it. Right. And every little boy who's in love with a hot witch. With a hot witch. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so he terrified and also curious. Sure. Because isn't that yeah. how it is That's, when you're that it, age? Is it puberty isn't essentially puberty being terrified, terrified and, and curious? curious? Yeah. Right. He oh, allows God. himself he allows himself to be seduced by a hot witch uh-huh. and things happen. And, um, yeah. yeah. And so by the end, and we can sort of circle back around at some point and talk about Caleb's fate. But by the end, think the hysteria has grown. Right. Everyone now is accusing every like everyone of being a Thomason's witch. Thomason's a witch. The little twins are witches. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that Black Philip is the devil. He is the devil. Um he spoilers, I'm sorry, y'all. Um you, you know, he the dad goes down. The dad goes um, down, but at the at the horns of the goat. At the horns of the goat, and crushed, gored by the goat, and crushed by all, all the, wood the wood that he, that he chopped. chopped. And yeah. then the final sort of battle, if you will, is between Thomason and her mother. Right. Which is interesting, and I would like to come back to that at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's not between her and her father. That the ultimate sort of final conflict is, is lady is against lady, lady. Yeah, is mother against daughter. Yeah. And then Black Phillip turns out to be the devil um, and poses these three questions to Thomason. <laughs> Wouldst thou like the taste of butter? Yes, I would. Wouldst thou like a pretty dress? Totally. Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Absolutely. Fuck yes. Fuck yeah. Who wouldn't answer Who yes Who wouldn't to that? answer, especially after you've had to kill your crazy family. Yeah. Because they think you're a fucking witch. witch. And you've never... And you've you've, never done anything to hurt them. Right. Everything you've done is in service of your family. And nobody believes you. You. Right. And then your mother fucking attacks you because she thinks that you're trying to seduce your own dad and your brother. Right. And, you know... You've never gotten to make a decision for yourself. Ever. You've never had a choice. Ever. You Um, know? Also, who doesn't like the taste of butter? Who doesn't want a pretty dress? (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, man. Who doesn't want to live deliciously? Right. Um, which brings us to the the final scene, oh, which is just I think so beautiful, glorious. Right. So you know, after everything has happened and Thomason has stabbed her mother in the neck, 
and I'm going to say this because it's important. She doesn't go after her mother. Her mother comes after her. Right. It and is in defense. In defense of herself. She grabs the first thing that's there. It's a knife. She stabs her in the neck. And then she wait, She kind of gets up and realizes she's covered in blood. And she realizes, oh, shit, everybody's gone. Right. Everybody's gone. And she falls asleep for a little bit. And then, you know, she gets up in the night and goes out to the little barn. And there's Black Phillip. And she follows Black Philip into the little barn and he asks those questions. Yeah. And she at first is like, I conjure thee to speak, yeah. Black Philip. Yeah. And then he does. And then he does. Yeah. She's about to walk away. Right. And then he, he which, you know, to me means something, but um, he does. And, and she says, I don't know how to write my name. And he goes, I'll guide your hand. Right. And then it cuts immediately to them walking into the forest, towards the forest. And like, she's naked. She now. has shed her sort of puritanical her, clothing yeah. and is walking naked into the woods. And black Philip is like ambling behind her, like super happy, like a happy goat. And, uh, they come upon this clearing with other witches yeah. who are dancing around a fire um, beautiful, beautifully shot. Yeah, it's 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 gorgeous. It and looks. I mean, this is gonna sound goofy. I mean, it, it it looks like he just stumbled upon this. Right. I don't know how he. I don't know. How I, it, I mean, yeah. it's really skillful the way he shot that. The way he shot it's that. It's like we were walking through the woods and then this shit was going. Yeah, on. exactly. Yeah. It, it it it's like that painting that the the Goya painting of you know the witches and with the yes, girls. it's yeah. beautiful and so. Thomason is just kind of like, oh, there's others like me, I guess. Still not quite understanding, just kind of like agreeing with the goat. Um, and then once she enters the circle of the other witches, they all begin to float. They all begin to just kind of like fly up in the air. And then it's a shot of her and she's also floating and she's rising higher and higher. And as she is rising this just joy comes across yeah. her face. She's just like finally self-actualized. And, and then the final shot is a, a faraway shot of her like just floating above the trees. And yeah. then it goes to black. And it's, it's beautiful. Great. It's, I think it's like a beautiful like origin story. I, that it was, that was the same exact thought. I was Who like, is the witch? I was like, huh, I, I never thought of this having a sequel, and now I kind of want to see Thomason kicking ass as a witch. Right. Um, my wife, Aspen, who I'm sure will come up a bunch and already has, mm -hmm. this is one of her favorite movies, and we were rewatching it yesterday, and she even said it's that moment she's walking through the woods, even before she gets to the sort of, you know, witch circle, uh -huh. when she has removed her, her puritanical clothes, she's like, all they've done is try to deny the woods and deny nature this whole time. And she finally looks natural in this surrounding. Yeah. Not a girl in a bonnet riding. Um, in a super tight corset. In a super tight corset. And what is it called when, how women had to ride? Side saddle. Side saddle. Yeah. Thank you. That, that this just, everything about her in the woods until then. And this whole family is just, it's so unnatural. That is a really astute And then at this moment, you're like, this is, this is absolutely where she belongs. This is where she belongs. Yeah. This is the, this whole time. And you know, I've asked myself several times Sorry, when, when I watched the movie. Oh yeah. I'm actually like eyeing your cola. Um, it's yours. You gave it to me. If you want it. <laughs> no. What? Yeah. She what was I going to say? Talking about her I was, walking I was distracted naked the woods. I'm by the Coca-Cola. No, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, just you know, she she's tried this whole time. She's she's 
she's really tried to fit in. She's tried to follow the rules. She's tried to do everything that has been asked of her. She's tried to please her mother. Uh, she even allows her mother to blame her for taking the silver cup. There's, so there's a silver which cup. Which she did cup, not do. Which she did not take. And we know she didn't. We know she didn't. The father took it and sold it so he could buy traps for food. But the silver cup was given to the mom by her dad, so whatever. But she, like she even allows her mother to believe that she's the thief to protect her father. Like she's done everything. Yeah. And and they all turn against, against her. her. And so at the end, she's finally like, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm going to do And they for blame myself. her for Caleb disappearing. And she's like, I love Caleb. And it's clear that she does. Yeah. As, as I mean, they, they, he's really the only one. I don't, you know, the little ones are sort of on their own. And she fucks with them kind of like an older sister. Like an older sister would. But I mean, she and Caleb have a real brother-sister relationship. Yeah. Caleb's she, thing with her is its own thing. It's his own thing. Not from her end. Right. And yeah, she's just been constantly berated right you know and even caleb even caleb is you know he goes into the woods and with his dad and and the this is what how they bond it's they they quote verse or yeah. whatever yeah and caleb is walking through the woods and he's saying the the dad's asking him questions about the nature of his soul it's like an 11 year old and he's like i my soul is without grace and it's bent unto sin and only sin yeah. and i am going to hell without Jesus. Have fun. Have fun. So then he goes home and, you know, his sister looks cute. Yeah. Yeah. I and, and again he's he they're completely isolated. There's no one else there. Right. Um so another I this was in that same wired thing that I read. Someone another person in that article said that that they was find it interesting in, in witch movies, not specifically the witch, but just sort of witch movies in general. That we often see that women can't come to power by normal means. Yeah. Um, and I do think... I think it depends on what you call normal. Yeah. But, I, yeah. That, that that in this, she, I mean, she, you know, her family has to be destroyed before she right. can become the thing that she is. Right. So I guess this is a maybe a goofy sort of very general question. And do you find the, the end to be a quote unquote happy ending? I did. Me personally, I, I, you know, I said it the other day. I felt like when we got to the end of that movie, I secretly, I felt like finally someone understands how I have been feeling on the inside my entire life. When you try and try and try and try and your questions are not answered. And, you know, by the way, you're not supposed to ask questions. Oh yeah, we, know, we're we're shown that yeah, instantly. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know when you grow up in 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 some strict Catholic traditions, your questions are bad. Yeah, you're not supposed to ask. And apparently, questions. in in their the puritanical yeah. Yeah. tradition as well. And I I found it like I said, I thought it was like a superhero origin story. Yeah, I thought it, it, it was incredible. I thought it was completely um, female empowering. Yeah. You know? um, and it require. I mean, it does require her to you know. Kill her mother, which is crazy. But again, you said she is the one who is attacked. She is the one who is attacked, and throughout history, let's let's not let's not mince words here. Like the, we have been trained as women in our culture 
for many, 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 many years to hone our skills against each other. Right. I do not within myself believe that women are naturally catty to one another and want to tear each other down. When I'm with my group of female friends, all we do is bring each other up. Right. And and we have been trained, we have been taught to believe that the only way for us to succeed is to bring other females down. down. Right. Uh, also throughout history, you know, there are cases of women warriors and cultures where women were warriors, but throughout history, women were not allowed to fight their battles on the battlefield. Women had to learn to fight their battles in parlor rooms and in sitting rooms right. and by tearing each other by tearing each other down. Yeah. And so to me, the the scene of her killing her mom is not so much killing her mom, but rather killing the old way of thinking. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah. And I think it's even, I don't know. I, I think this kind of popped up. Like it's, it's interesting that it is the baby that is lost is a boy. Right. So she has lost a, a son, a son. Right. Um, you know, would it have been the same if Thomason had been, you know, taking care of a girl, of a girl child? I don't know. Uh, yeah, and I do think it's I think it's interesting that Black Philip takes out the dad. Um, right. And and that but Thomason in the end has to right. even if it's in defense, that final act of sort of crushing the old ways. Right. The old way of thinking has to be hers. Has to be hers and it has to be her mom. Yeah. Because, you know, she she doesn't super lash out at the dad until she calls him all these names and says, right. you're no good at anything. And you're a hypocrite. And Which he is. He is. He's been totally lying a hypocrite. He's been lying the whole time. And yeah. all he does is fucking chop wood. Yeah. Um, and he drags her and locks her in the barn with Mercy and Jonah and the and goats. The, and the goats. And she's yeah. like, please don't lock me in this barn with the goats and the devil the children. The devil children. Yeah. You know? And he doesn't care. He says, think upon your sins. Right. Right? And... The only way to, to, you know, and then Black Phillip kills the dude uh, or the dad and uh, she has to, she has to tear down the old ways of feminine thinking, the old ways of, of feminine being, which is to follow the patriarchy. And symbolized by her mother. Symbolized by yeah. her mother. Because also that woman is brilliant as oh well. Oh my God. She's on Game of Thrones. Yes. Oh um, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. so is he actually. Yeah, the yeah. Dad. Although I know the dad from... The Office, the BBC Office, which is amazing because he's, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm just talking about this guy's really good at his job. He's so <laughs> different on The Office and he's hilarious and an asshole. And in this, you're like, oh my God. He's a, I mean, they're all, you know, all those, those British those actors Brits, man. who, you know, they all come up learning Shakespeare. Yeah. That's how they start acting. So they're really good. They're really good at anything at, else. Uh, yeah. Everything else. Um, so one other thing, at least one other thing that I wanted to talk about, and again, super general, you and I both consider this a horror movie, right? Yeah. We are talking about it on our horror movie and taco podcast. However, I, I don't necessarily, a lot of the backlash against the movie that I read about was because people were like, it's not scary. Um, it's not a horror movie. While I don't find it inherently scary... I don't even think that was the goal. 
Yeah, I think that... But I still consider it a horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. I totally consider it a horror movie in the same way that The Omen is a horror movie, in the same way that The Exorcist is a horror movie, in the same way that Rosemary's Baby is a horror movie, The Wicker Man, like all those fantastic movies that are psychological horror. You know, The Exorcist isn't about Linda Blair spewing pea soup. Right. The Exorcist is the crisis of faith that that the priest is having. The The... The horror about the omen is a father who has to kill his da- his, his son. son. Sure. You know, Rosemary's Baby. The horror is being betrayed by somebody that you, you love. love. Yeah. You know, the vehicle for all of that is you know the occult and and the devil and all the stuff that invisible stuff that we're scared of as right. people. And I feel like this is very much in the same tradition. Sure. This is not about scares. It's not about even though it does have it has some, a couple of great. It has a yeah. couple of good scares. Um, but this is not a this is not a slasher. Right. This is not a teen slasher film. You know, people have to understand people <laughs> that there are subgenres yes, of horror. Absolutely. And there are there are horror movies that are made specifically to have jump scares and disgusting kills and keep your adrenaline. And I love those. I love, I love those. those too. Yeah. But there is a specific subgenre of horror that is psychological horror that you have to look and dig a little bit deeper into yourself to find the thing about them. You know, this is why they're horrible. This or or or, or terrifying is because something about the film or the story makes you look inward. Yeah. What what would what I, I do? What, what would I Where do? am I in this? Where am I? I in also this? think what he, do I believe? He does a great job. I should say they all do, but you know him being he wrote and directed it. Mm-hmm. There is almost from the very beginning. I mean, from the as soon, especially as soon as they leave the the colony or whatever the plantation, right. um, an impending sense of dread yeah, throughout man. the entire film. Yeah. Which he does such. A I don't know job. exactly you know how he pulls it like, off. I think the music has a lot yes. to do with that, and the fact that he didn't use fucking lighting instruments, and the guy can compose a shot, yeah, like nobody else, like the old great director. Yeah, masters. I mean it's it's it you is, know? and uh, so you can have these shots of, just yeah, like I think you even said, like you know what lies the thing that we can't see beyond the the tree line. You know uh-huh. that's where the terror is or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and all, all all he does is yeah it's like a long shot of them in the cart going toward the tree line and then he has this ominous music music yeah. playing and you almost feel like as you're watching the cart go away it's getting darker in the shot you yeah know? and it's, and it's, it's incredible I, again do I did I jump out of my seat no but I don't think that's the goal of the film no. I also don't think that means it's not scary or a horror movie. And sometimes I feel like people get caught up, and maybe this is just the marketing machine or whatever. I think that they didn't know how to market it. Yeah, and they're like, scariest movie ever. Like, nah, right. that's, you know. Um, so. Th- this is this is interesting that we're talking about this because I I read an article um, by a woman named Kaylee Tedesco. Okay. And, um, and I found it on a website called Ultra Culture. And uh, the the headliner, the title of the article is "Why I, an actual practicing witch, hated the witch." Ah. And she has a really, really interesting point of view. And I'm not saying that I don't agree with her, but you know, I think that she expected she, she expected like a story where 
at the end of the story, suddenly we understood why witches are witches, and we and we understand that witches are 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 um, not evil. Right. That they are people, men and women. Right. Who are who are mostly humanist. Is right. what they are. They're humanists and also feel a deep connection to the natural world and are, are, you know, are really great people who do not believe in hurting anybody. And this is absolute truth in, in Wicca and in, you know, people who practice witchcraft. Uh, they, they believe that everything that you do comes back to you threefold. Right. So they don't believe in in hurting people sure. they believe in being in harmony with the natural world and so she felt like this is just another movie it that was another movie that which is in a bad yeah, way that perpetuated which is in a bad way and she was super disappointed in it and while i can see her point a little bit it's also a horror movie y'all yeah so like you know, she talks about, oh, and then at the end, it turns out that the goat is the devil, and this only serves to perpetuate the myth that witches are in league with the devil. And I'm like, well, yeah, some witches are in league with the devil. Like, that's that's what some people do, do believe that. Sure. You know, there there is the Church of Satan, and there's the Satanic Temple, and the Satanic Temple does not believe in the devil. They don't believe that the devil is real at all. Right. But there are sects of Satanism where they do hold black mass and stuff like that, and they are also called covens of witches. Now, that's not all witches. And I was just thinking, this is a horror movie. Right. There has to be some... There has to be some element of horror. I also... Otherwise, we're watching Practical Magic. Right. (laughs) Which is also a fun movie about witches. You could go rent Practical Magic... Absolutely. Totally different. Um, yeah, and it and it is very yay. Yay, we're witches. Everybody comes to our house on Halloween. Uh, I also <laughs> not and again I'm I'm not that to dis it's I think she wanted to see a different movie. Sure. And, and I get that. I kind of love how the devil is portrayed Me too. in this. Um one is Black Phillip, because that goat is badass, even if he was a dick. And then we get that, that just that very brief moment of like, you have the cloven hoof of the goat and then like the cavalier oh, boot. Oh man, what a And then the scene. very, very handsome gentleman. Daniel Chaudhry. Okay. You and my wife have talked about yeah, him often. I, I follow him on Instagram, Great. man. That guy is fucking He is hot. super good looking. And then, I don't know if it's his voice or someone else's. It is, it his, is voice. his voice. Yeah. Can you, the, yeah. Because if you on. look like that, that's how you talk. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't, the things he proposes... Are uh-huh. not, do you want to burn the world? Do you want to do this? These are very like... These are things that everybody that wants. Everybody wants. And to me, so the devil in this movie, in the very brief time that they see him, yes, did he cause, wreak havoc or whatever? Sure. But it is to, in my mind, to save this child. Right. Uh, so it is sort of a flip on the, the, the traditional, you will be saved in Christ if you are Puritan right. or whatever. She asks for help. And, for, she, gets and she gets the help. help she needs. Yeah, he's the only one yeah. who answers. And in this tradition of, of living, you're not supposed to want butter. Right. You're not God forbid you God forbid want butter. you want butter. God forbid you want to wear a pretty dress. dress. God forbid I'm a 15-year-old girl and I want to wear a pretty dress. Right. God forbid I want to have joy yeah. in my life and run around barefoot and jump in the stream if I want to jump in the right. stream. And he says, "Would you? do you want to see the world? Yes. And she says, yes, of yeah. course I do. Because she's seen nothing. Because she's seen nothing. Isn't that what we all want? Right. right? And he doesn't say to her, you're going to have to kill people. Right. He doesn't say anything like that. It, I, I really feel like it is an important 
empowering representation. It's it's not so much, uh, it's not so much pro devil, right. as, as it is anti super oppressive religion. Yeah, I agree. You know? And and again, I'm not. It, it's it is a movie. It is a horror movie, and we have we will and already have talked about a movie that is very pro. I think traditional religion mm -hmm. and if eventually i'm sure we'll talk about the conjuring and yeah, the exorcist absolutely um which especially the conjuring is very like no yeah, catholicism and, and god or the way and all that so we'll talk about both but uh, yeah it is this girl has been oppressed we catch a glimpse when she's talking to caleb about he is younger, so he doesn't quite remember their time in england as well as she right, does right she talks about this like very pretty glass like that they have a window. a window in their house. And they're not allowed to have that. Right. Because it's calling attention to right. yourself. And and Which is, you know, that's in, in, in um the Scarlet Letter. You know, Hester Prynne is criticized because she wears lace on her dress. And when she comes to the New World, they're like, uh yeah. goody Prynne, you know You can't you, be wearing that. You can't be wearing that lace because it's too sexy. Right. And she's like, but I have the talent for making lace, and God gave me this, this talent. talent. Right. So why is that bad? You know, it's also my husband's an asshole, and I slept with a preacher. So why am I? The, yeah, I yeah. Right. And if the preacher looked like Gary Oldman, I would totally. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, absolutely. No. You know, it's. Uh, yeah. I mean. So I, I, yeah, I, it's, I just don't see what what other choice she has. Her no, mind. and I do think in some ways it is this this sort of flip of she's. She has been saved. Right. Um, I agree. In the in the I grand agree. sense of being saved you know, that you we know, talk about in Christianity. After that movie came out and I felt liberated, like I really felt liberated and I really started to, um, I already did a little bit, but I, I like with a fervor, I began to own my, my uh, identity as kind of like opposite of, of, Christian patriarchy, you know, right. so much so that I guess it was so apparent people started giving me Black Philip things. Yes, mementos. You, mementos, yeah. you know. We should point out that I am I am looking at a dress form behind you that has a witch hat. On it, so. <laughs> yes, this is where we're recording in my house, and there's a witch hat <laughs> behind me because yeah, absolutely, why not? I feel that, and, and you know, and I should just say this: I feel like everybody, everybody's a witch, man. Everybody has the, and, and when I say that, I mean that everybody has an inherent superpower and whether you want to be called an x-men and you're a mutant or if you want to be called a witch or whatever i choose that term because i feel like everyone has and owning that and owning that unapologetically right right is the thing that makes you a witch some of us are really good storytellers some of us are really good cooks right you're not going to tell me that 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 being a chef is not fucking chemistry right you know knowing how to put 10 random things together to make a delicious thing. Right. You know, and if like owning that sort of stuff is uh, super empowering. And so you, you and I being friends are connected on various forms of social media. Uh -huh. And so I know when this came out and you had sort of posted some things about oh, yeah. how much you loved it, mm -hmm. that um, you got a bit of backlash, right? I did. Now, I don't want to mention, I don't want to call anybody no, out. No, no, but, but, but these, and these are from ostensibly friends, Yeah, right? these are friends, and these are people who are also other artists, you know. Uh, I should mention, if you don't know me and Mike, Mike and I are theater makers. Yes. Um, 
And but I, soon to be horror filmmakers. Oh, yes, soon to be horror. We'll talk about that later. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I may not be able to contain myself. No, but some someone who's uh, who is a very good friend of mine. I consider a really, really an incredibly good, talented guy. An incredibly talented person. Um, you know, said that he hated the movie. He hated the movie, and because it over-sexualized children, and. Um, I said, did you watch the whole thing? Did you watch the end? And he said, no, I walked out after Caleb's death. And I said, well, then you don't get to judge the whole movie. And we had an argument and uh, a very civil one. But, you know, he said that he felt that the over-sexualization of the young boy in the in the death scene was gratuitous and inappropriate. So let's real quick, because yeah. we kind of jumped over it. That was my yeah. fault. I think I sidetracked us. How does Caleb meet his his maker if you will after caleb goes out into the forest and basically i think he loses it with a hot witch absolutely he like she seduces him yeah and so they're all freaking out the baby's dead now caleb's gone what are we gonna do and uh thomason goes outside to go i I think like deal with the goats deal with the goats yeah Yeah. and and suddenly in the darkness caleb walks out of the forest like completely naked you don't see anything but he's naked and he is uh very weak and he faints he and and so the next thing we see is them putting caleb in like a little bed right or like a little pallet and um and bleeding him bleeding they're bleeding him which this is another thing for me it's like if you're telling me that witchcraft is bad and you're bleeding yeah and you're kneeling over your kid praying yeah. saying words bleeding him right that's not a spell of course and and who is it that's taking care of him it's the two women right it's <laughs> the two women yeah and uh and so then he 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 regains consciousness briefly and starts talking she you know he's 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 talking kind of nonsense but not nonsense he says stuff like my bowels my groin she pinches she pinches uh Sin, sin, sin. He starts repeating it, and then he throws up a a, a, a whole apple, yeah. a, a whole bloody apple. Yeah, man. And and then faints again, and then goes into this kind of religious ecstasy where he sees God, and he begins to say like, you know, my God, my love, uh, take me into your arms. I love you. I love you. And and then and then dies. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful scene, superbly acted yeah, by the kid. by a very young actor. By a, a very young actor. Young actor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing that I said to my friend on Facebook was, you know, they don't call it religious ecstasy. For nothing. For nothing. Yeah. You know? Um, but he, he felt like it was inappropriate. So, yeah. I, I mean... Yeah, I mean, and he shares, I think, probably that, you know... A Catholic upbringing like you and I. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. It's it's strange. I mean, I, I actually thought that scene was beautiful. Was beautiful, and and is a thing that that the kid finds in his faith something that the father and mother have never been have able never to find. Been able the mother to used find. to have a dream, and she talks about right. it. Right. That that she loved Christ so much that it was ecstasy, and that she feels That's she'll right. never have that faith That's again. Right. Right. She and says so that I think to the husband. you actually get to see the the beauty and power of true faith right in, in that, the innocent in the innocent yeah in that moment right that, that he finds in christ or whatever and i shouldn't say or whatever for him it's christ in that moment 
something truly beautiful and powerful. Right. Um, Where he feels he feels like he has transgressed so horribly. Right. And and in the in that moment, Christ accepts him. And right. the next time we see him in the dream, he's with the baby. Right. And I, you know, I think the dream obviously is telling us something that they, you know. So this this idea that he has sinned and he's terrible and his soul is heavy and all that, that he is free totally. in his faith at the end. And actually, that's really lovely. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I agree. And it's not sort of an anti-religious no. moment in the play. In no. the play, in the movie. And it, I, I agree. I agree completely. You know, he, he went out into the forest. He transgressed. Uh, something happened. He gave in to the, the desires urges. of yeah, the sure. flesh. Um, and feels so bad and, and asks God for release and God releases him. Yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah, like you said, which is something that the parents don't find the, the, you know, the, the mother feels that her love of Christ overwhelms her love of her husband. Right. She loves Christ more than she loves her husband. Right. And she feels like, um, you know. That's that's a bad thing, right? And they, I mean, they just seem to be constantly miserable. The yeah, two of them. you know, an interesting thing, like if we've reached the part of the of the podcast where we're doing like little interesting trivia stuff, like it's hysteria, it's mass hysteria. These people are going crazy, and right. and it's it's um, interesting to note that in that time, um, there's a lot of corn symbology. In, in the movie and there are a lot of failed like, sort of failed crops corn, right? and rotten corn and the father can't grow corn and all that kind of stuff and uh, I was just reading up on some trivia of the time and there was a fungus called ergot I think it's pronounced ergot that that uh, attacks corn right and okay. um, although not not fatal if you ingest it it does make you have hallucinations and cause paranoia so i wonder you know you, you don't know if maybe these, these that led or that yeah these puritans it. were eating rotten corn right and and then hallucinating hallucinating yeah and then everybody's a witch everybody's a witch you know they wanted property and they used the rotten corn hallucinations to get i mean and you had them we've done yeah there's no better way. I want that farm. She's a She's witch. She's a witch. I saw her talking to the devil. She's a witch. She's really good looking and is no interest in, in me. me. Right. She's a witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we have like King James, who is, I think, King James, the, right? The sixth of Scotland yeah, who becomes King James the he first loved that shit. of England after Elizabeth dies. He of the King James Bible. Right. Yeah. I mean, this dude wrote extensively about witches how to find witches and like so you have that hysteria across right. the ocean right From um, the, 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 a completely made up book called the malleus maleficarum right which is called it's the witch's hammer right and the person who wrote it i think it was king was James. He, yeah or, or, and it, it's completely made up right and uh it's yeah, and you have, I mean, oh, God, it's just It's just, insane. It's, it's insane. Absolutely insane. And it's, I was watching, when we were watching it yesterday, um, in the grand scheme of history, Yeah. this is not that long ago. No. I mean, that, I think, is what is so crazy to me. I, I mean, know. I mean, we still, tonight, in any city in the country, any, any, any large, semi-large or, or not even, you could go see a play written 
during the time of King James. You could go see yeah. anywhere in the country tonight. You could probably yeah. go see a Shakespeare play. Shakespeare play wrote Macbeth for King James. Yeah. So we are still doing, you know, performing works from that time. A lot of people still read the right. King James version of the Bible. Like this isn't that removed. Right. It's, it isn't. As a, it, as a matter of fact, Robert Eggers, uh, a lot of the dialogue... Um, and you know, this speaks back, I think to what we were talking about, like our, my friend who kind of, you know, came out and said, this is wrong, blah, 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 blah. A lot of the dialogue in the movie is taken from court transcripts. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. Ama I mean, and so that's readily, of, I mean, at least for him, he was able to find those, mm -hmm. that, these documents. Mm -hmm. So this, this stuff that they're talking about and these things that they're saying to each other about, you know, the, the religious ecstasy stuff and and stuff that was actually said in court it wasn't made up. Like these people were actually talking like this, and it right. could, it could be a lot of things. You know, there were thousands of miles across an ocean from their home. They were scared. Right. They were dying. You know, they didn't have a lot of education because you weren't supposed to be educated. Which is, I think, a, a lovely moment that you, is is could be seen as a throwaway, but it's not when she's like, "I can't write my name." Right. You yeah. Know, and what does he say? He says, I will. He says, I will guide your hand. I'll guide your hand. Um, yeah. But that moment of like, oh, this, she is, because she's clearly a very bright young woman. Yeah. She's smart. She understands what's going on, whatever. But no, she isn't. She's not learned to read and write. Because you're not supposed to. Right. Because that goes against God. Right. Because any form of knowledge, you know, there's a lot of Apple imagery. Yes. Also. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean,. Uh, it's it's so sad when when you you know I was recently in Salem because Which I was up in, yeah I was directing in Providence and so whenever I'm up in that part of the country if I can get to Salem I do because it's I love that city um, and I, I went to the Witch Museum for the first time cool. and uh, you know you walk in and they take you into this giant hall and there's all these like weird dioramas of with like mannequins and you're like oh my god what is this going to be like and excited because it's going to be cheesy like some 60s hammer film and, and the music starts and a vincent price voice comes on and you're like oh my god this is awesome <laughs> but when you really start to listen to the actual what caused the salem witch trials um it's really sad it's really sad and almost more terrifying than the sort of supernatural than the, than the supernatural thing because it really was it really was these little girls who were not allowed to be little girls, girls. and a mother who had lost her child and was going through postpartum depression and trying to speak to the spirit of her child. And they had no understanding. They of had any no of that. understanding of anything. So when the little girls got together, they could only get together at the preacher's house. You know, right. so when all these 11 year old little girls got together to play pretend, they pretended at being witches, Which, sure, like little girls do of princesses course. and witches and fairies and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff, because who doesn't want to pretend to be a fucking witch? Right. Who you doesn't know? want to have some sort of magical power? Right. Sure. And then someone caught them, an adult caught them pretending to be witches and it got out of hand. And then someone who wanted a land grab took advantage. Took advantage. And so many people fucking died because these little girls we're not, not allowed, allowed to, to be, be little girls. That's, and it's, I think it'll be, and oddly might be a theme that comes up not only in which movies, like, um, I don't want to jump off to another movie just yet, but like we talked about that when we both watched the Spanish horror movie Veronica. Oh yeah. This idea that 
as a that's a great a movie. teenager or even before, especially in in, in olden times, uh-huh. being twelve or whatever. Um, but even now, uh, this the idea that if you are a a teenage girl that 13, 14, or fifteen, somehow you are expected to be an adult. An adult. Whereas you can be a thirty five year old dude. Yeah. Especially in America and be like, hey, he's just a fucking kid, man. Yeah. And it's that's like boys that boys, boys will be boys. boys. Or, you know, it's it's a very and I don't know if that's changing or getting a little better as we're all as especially as everyone's sort of raised together now. Mm-hmm. I mean, even our generation we were like we all went to right. school together and shit. Right. Like my parents didn't, you know. Yeah. It was like this is the boys' Catholic no, school yeah. and that's the girls' yeah. Catholic school. Some of my older sisters were like that too. But um but yeah, this idea that like a, a, a a boy or a male is not, it, it can still play out like, well, he's only 31. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Like, how long, what is this, what is, how long do you get away with this? Right. But so, the girl child right. is expected. She's to, 14. She's 14. She should take care of the other children yeah. and clean the house. And, and why do you want to go to college? You right. are going to get married and have babies, and have babies anyway. anyway. And you just, know, that people, some people still think like that. Sure. And that, you know, we're, we're told growing up, that women mature faster. And I think that probably physically is true. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm no scientist, <laughs> but it, you know, a lot of times that you hit puberty first or whatever. Right. But I also think part of that is we always say like, well, women mature faster. It's like, well, because you fucking make them. Right. You make them. Right. Every babysitter I ever had was a, a young woman. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my brother who was, is five years old and I would, would occasionally, you know, watch me or whatever. But, like, usually if he was out doing something with my parents or doing something on his own because he mm-hmm. was already a fucking teenager, I, a young woman came and watched me. And sure. I had a great babysitter, whatever. But it's, like, never in a million years where they're like, we'll call the 13-year-old boy, boy to watch the 6-year-old boy. No. Right. They'd be like, he's going to fucking ruin this kid. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I mean, even in my – and, you know, in, I grew up in a house full of girls and, you know, with seven girls and two boys. Wow. I know. It's insane. But – my sister and I were expected to do things that my brother was not expected sure. to do. My brother could go out and there was no curfew. Yeah. I had no, when I was of age to go out, yeah. I had no curfew. But Every female friend I had yeah, had a curfew. But my sister and I had a curfew yeah. up until we, up in, like we were past 18 years old. And you still, and we still, still had, had these curfew. rules. Yeah, yeah. We still had these rules or, you know, it wasn't until much later when my I don't know, something snapped in my mother's head or something, but my sister and I were expected to clean the house and do the chores and wash the dishes. My brother was just expected to take out the trash. Right. That's... He was not expected to to sweep or mop or clean the bathroom. Right. You know, which is nuts. Right. So, yeah, I like this movie to me was just all about female empowerment. And I really, really, and it's, it's beautiful to watch and the clothes are super, super, super authentic. And I, like for real, they, they, researched within an inch of their lives um the, the period, the, the period yeah. and they wanted to make sure that everything was super authentic and the cavalier costume that daniel chaudry wears as black philip is supposedly has covered in all these gold spangles but you never get to see them because he's just in shadow he's just in shadow and it, it works anyway it doesn't matter um it's a beautiful movie yeah if you haven't i know now it's like we've given it all away it is it is still worth you should watch it if you haven't, yeah. haven't seen it. The other movie, you know, the other movie that we're talking about, like positive um, uh, views of witchcraft that is still kind of like fucked up. And at some point, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Is the original Wicker Man? Yeah, with absolutely. Um, Christopher 
Lee, uh, that, that also, you know, for, for it being like an early seventies movie, it really turns it on his head, on its head and kind of gives you the argument for the other side. Yes. You know? So it's, yeah. And I think, and we will, I'm sure we'll cover the Wicker Man. It, it's interesting because the Wicker Man is very much like a man who has always been the sort charge. of captain of his right. ship or whatever, the master of his domain or whatever. Right. Entering a world that is is clearly not that is run by women, yeah. um, and what that, how that right pans out, right? Um, well, cool. Are we good? Yeah, I think we're good. So here awesome. are things that we want to mention. Yes. Uh, go take it away. Uh, Mike. First, huge shout out. We forgot to do this last week to Jim John Make Noise. They are the awesome band that does all the music for us. They mm-hmm. but they also do music for themselves. So you should check out Jim John Make Noise on SoundCloud. Um, you can check out our um, website, which is terrorandtacos.com. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, we are at Terror and Tacos. We will have a Facebook page soon. Yes. and um, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. Do we want to maybe Session 9? Yeah, I think we got our, our copies of Session 9 in the mail, yeah. which is super rare. You can't find Session 9 anywhere. Yeah, I don't know. It's so disappeared, weird. So, uh, uh, so we'll be talking about that, an entirely different kind of ugh. horror movie that's totally awesome. All right. Cool. All right. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Bye. Bye.